Thought Bubble Audio. And welcome back to Supergirl TV Talk. This is the podcast where we talk to you about the CW's hit show, Supergirl. My name is Frank, and joining me as he does every week is uh, my good friend Tim's evil twin, Tom. Hello, it's me, Tom. I'm here to talk about Supergirl. Mm. You know, that rascally girl, She with her bangs and her flying, you know, she does she does terrible things, but you know... That's okay. What are you going to do? <laughs> this is why we don't do him. <laughs> this, is, this right here. This right here is why we uh, don't do any improv. I don't know where the accent came from. I don't know either. It's just like, Tom, that sounds English. It, like, you know, it was, it was funny because I had almost forgotten there was a doppelganger in this episode when you started, so I was like, this is coming out of nowhere. What a strange intro. And then halfway through me going, hello, it's me, Tom. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, he's right. talking about when. Oh, that yeah. whole plot A. Yeah, I mean, it was the A plot. I'm sorry. I can't really. <laughs> well, you said evil twin, and my mind went towards Lex and Lena. Oh. Even though they're not twins. Gotcha, they're just gotcha. Siblings. But I, I think this is actually, this is a... um. This is uh, something we can point to to how this episode is going to go. Okay. All right. Cool. We're gonna be we're gonna be talking past each other the entire time. <laughs> yep. Wow. I. Anyway, Frank, how are you? I'm fantastic. Frank. I am. I am uh, very glad that we are. It's it's nice to be sort of back in the swing of of things. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, crisis is behind us now, uh, and we are back in sort of weekly Supergirl. And just in time for the show to take a break. <laughs> I was going to say, we're like back in the swing just for us to not have an episode next week yep. because of the Super Bowl. Yep. Good job. Yep. Yes. No, it's the big game. We we just say the big game. Do we? Because the NFL owns like the trademark on the word Super Bowl, and they will literally they will come down on anybody who uses the word Super Bowl in a non-authorized way. I feel, I you, feel like that is the opposite of marketing. Like I mean, I get the, yes. I get the trademark, but also, wouldn't you want me to say the name of your product? It's uh, it's more, it's more. Yeah, you know, I I get into this because I work in the advertising marketing space, so I, I we mm-hmm. could talk about this later. But it's very fascinating how they won't. They're very protective about it because they don't want other companies to use their name, use the word Super Bowl in ads and things that are not actually sanctioned by the NFL and and try to try to cash in on the popularity of the Super Bowl. That's what they're trying to avoid. It's very. Well, it, it, you're you're right under the rug. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay. You're yeah. right in no, feeling like, but shouldn't you want people to? Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's like, shouldn't you want the Baby yeah. Yoda gifts to be out there? Like, isn't that good for Disney? It's like it's like that. Right. Like, shouldn't yeah. you? Why are you going to stamp that out? Um. But say lovey. Hey, listen. Um. We have some feedback from listeners in the form <laughs> of electronic mail, and I just oh, thought electronic mail. Oh. Oh. Yep. Oh, no. Yep. Sorry. I just thought maybe you could open your electronic bag, and we could uh, we could read some of this electronic mail that has come to us from the listeners. Uh, what say you about this idea? I mean, I can open the. I can now open the electronic bag. If oh. you want, just give me a second. But- wow, it's a fifty-six K modem bag. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, you get, there's no sounds for modern internet. It just connects. It's just on. It's just, it's just on. It's just on, and that's it. Yeah, it's Hold true. On, there, there, some forgot. of the charm is taken out of it that way. I forgot the final thing. Hang up the phone. I'm on the internet checking my electronic mail. <laughs> it's so yeah. true. It's yeah, so, so true. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay. We got a couple of notes here. Um, man, I made a big mistake in opening my mouth about bottle episodes um, because <laughs> um, well, let's start with uh, Susan. First of all, thank you everyone who writes to us at mail at supergirltvtalk.com. Is all this I'm just mail giving you yelling at you for getting information wrong? Uh, a couple of them. A couple of them are, are not not yelling. Everyone, I have to say, we never get, I don't think we've ever gotten like a nasty email. Uh, our listeners are so kind, so nice. and and But I did get a correction from Susan. Hi guys, okay, I okay. yeah no no I, I I welcome them I welcome them. Uh, hi guys, I often learn a lot about the history uh, uh, characters and universe from your podcast, so thank you. But that's also why I wanted to let you know what you said about a bottle episode is not quite right. A bottle episode is one that only shoots at the studio on the show's existing sets. The key is that there are no locations, no location shoots, which makes it much less expensive to produce. It does not necessarily have to be a single room or single set, and rarely. Uh, and rarely is on a drama where there are a few permanent sets. Think about it. Would it cost any more to shoot the whole episode on the DEO set versus some of it on the DEO and some in Kara's apartment? So the episode is definitely a bottle episode, presumably because a large chunk of the budget went into crisis. So it was, in fact, a bottle episode uh, because it was shot on existing sets and no new sets, no location shoots, none of that. So uh, very good point, Susan. Yes, it costs just as much to shoot on one existing set as it does to shoot on two or three existing sets because they already exist. Um, so thank you for, thank you for pointing that out. I, I did get that wrong. I appreciate that. Um, anything to add there, Tim? You sound like you have no, something to say. No, it's fascinating. Yeah. I just, that's, yeah. Just, you know, that's, it's funny because like so many, like say like sitcoms are just naturally bottles, right? Bottle episodes. That's why you know? they're, that's why they're so inexpensive to make, right? That's why like a, a, a sitcom, like a three camera sitcom, um, yep. they they run for a long time because they're they're not expensive. Um, other than like the actors, the yeah. actors like Big Bang Theory. When you get to you know ten seasons or however far they got, and and all the actors are making however many millions per episode, that's where the where it gets expensive. But um, production wise, like hard production costs are really not that. It's kind of you you you. You spend all that up front when you build the sets, and then maybe if you add new sets, you know, characters get new apartments or whatever as the show goes on. And that's, that's you know, those are where a lot of those costs go. No, that's an excellent point. But even, like, shows like that that keep going, like, they tend to not shoot all week. I think Big Bang Theory only was, they only shot, they only worked three days a week or something like that. You know, like, the the shooting of the, the shoot. Right, yeah, yeah. It's been a couple of days in rehearsal, and then they only shoot for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, very. It's the closest thing to like nine to five that there is in in like show business. A lot of actors have said, I've, like a lot of podcasts that I've listened to, they say it's the closest thing that there is to sort of your standard nine to five work week. Like a sitcom is is great if you want just reliable. You know when you're gonna you know, more or less when you're gonna get there and what your week is gonna look like and you're gonna have time off. And so if you have a family, it's like great for for those situations. Hmm. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Well, I'm, that's exciting. Frank, yeah. next email, please. Next email, sir. Uh, next one comes from Stephanie. Stephanie is one of our contest winners that we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Yay. 
Yay. Uh, so thank you, Stephanie. I'm going to get back to you uh, and we're going to talk about prizes. Uh, and uh, if anyone else, uh, if you were one of the contest winners that we announced the last couple of weeks, there's a special episode in the feed. Go back and look at it. And uh, and if you were one of the uh, winners and you have not claimed your prize yet, please, please do that. Um, uh, you can email us with, at the subject line contest winner and we will get back to you. But Stephanie says, uh, greetings, Tim and Frank. I have fallen woefully behind in the last couple of weeks in all my various podcasts that I listen to. Consequently, I just listened this morning to the giveaway that aired on January 14th. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So uh, I was delightfully surprised when I heard my name. Then I checked the date and realized it was a week ago. I feel bad for not listening or responding sooner. Uh, so uh, so she uh, she calls dibs on the on the uh, the book that she would like. Uh, she says I still very much enjoy your show as well as Beer with Geeks. Thank you, Stephanie, uh, and listen to every episode you release. You guys are so much fun to listen to, and I enjoy the in depth details you provide. That makes the show even more meaningful. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Stephanie. That's really nice of you. Thank you. Appreciate that. And then one last note here comes from Daryl. And Daryl says, great podcast. I just wanted to point out some things. Can't quite remember if it was Alex or Kara who had the Hellmouth line. uh, But it isn't meant to say there's literally a Hellmouth at the DEO. I interpreted the line to mean the DEO is like a Hellmouth with Lex there. That would make that would also make sense considering they haven't talked about that at all. Yeah, I guess it was episode. it was it was a it was a reference. It was a reference, gotcha. but just talking Alex about how like it. Alex was the one that. Yeah. Said okay. It. Okay. Were, all right. So more of a, a joke about Lex being the devil, I guess. Um, also, the new room of the alien bar was connected to the old part that we know. Uh, Al says that the new part they were standing in was always there, just closed since Disco died. Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's hilarious. Hilarious. And then finally, uh, Daryl points out, uh, I was also surprised surprised neither of you mentioned that Supergirl has done a bottle episode. Season 2, episode 11, The Martian Chronicles. Well, maybe because we got the um, definition of a bottle episode. Probably that had, that had part, uh, something to do, had to do with it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but, but yeah, Martian Chronicles... Um, so this is when the white Martians were descending on national city and we had, um, uh, McGann, uh, as well as, as well as Jean and, uh, and they were, they were trapped in the DEO for most of that episode. So, um, that is what, that is what, uh, Daryl's referring to. So thank you for that. Thank you for all the corrections. I actually really appreciate it. it you know, <laughs> there's, there's two ways when people give you feedback that, you know, you got something wrong. There's two ways to take it. You can be like upset about it, offended by it, embarrassed by it. Or you can be happy that people listened carefully enough that they were like, oh, actually, I have something to add there. That was not quite right. Let me tell you what is right. So thank you for caring enough to write to us, for listening carefully enough to pick it up, and then caring enough to actually open up your, your email app and and shoot us a note. I appreciate uh, all of you for doing that. So um, thank you. Thank you very much to Daryl and Stephanie and Susan. Appreciate you all. Appreciate everybody who writes to us at Supergirl TV Talk, uh, mail at SupergirlTVTalk.com. Uh, please keep that coming and, uh, we will keep reading them here on the show. Uh, before we go, uh, much further, I want to say a quick word of thanks to everybody who supports us at Supergirl, uh, nope, not Supergirl, patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. Much, much appreciated all of your support. You guys make it possible for us to keep doing these shows. By lending us your support, by backing the show with your own hard-earned dollars and cents. Uh, a dollar a month is all it takes 
to support this show, that breaks down to about a quarter per, per podcast, quarter per episode. And if you listen to more than one of our shows, then it, it breaks down into even less. So you're, you're supporting the whole network, the whole Flop Bubble Audio Network with your contributions. If you enjoy this show, we uh, humbly ask for your support. Uh, for those of you who are already doing it, thank you so much. And if you haven't, think about it. Consider it. If you're enjoying the show, if you get value out of it, consider giving some value back to help us keep making the show pay for all the costs that, that go into making these podcasts. Um, so thank you very much. Patreon.com slash Thought Bubble Audio if you'd like to do that. Timothy knows all the chords. No, I, that's a that's a friend's reference. Because oh. you said Stephanie, and I thought Stephanie knows all the chords. Nice. When Phoebe's mad at like the professional player <laughs> at Central Park, and then it's the same number of syllables, and it rhymes. Nice. So then I just continued that joke and in, in, in reference in my head with no context whatsoever. Nice. Good stuff. You're welcome. You're welcome. Thank you. Thank you for yeah. that. <laughs> and then I explained the joke afterward, which is always the sign of a great joke. Always, always guarantees a joke will be well received. Yes, indeed. Frank, would you like me to say things about about things, potentially about Supergirl? Is that is that why you said my name? That would be nice. I would I would appreciate that. Season five, episode eleven, episode title Back from the Future, part one. Hilarious pun on the excellent movie Back to the Future. Yes, sir. Just no part one, even though there are three parts. That's that. true. That's true. It's not called part one. Indeed. This is the written by Dana Horgan and Katie Rose Rogers, some constants in the Supergirl the Supergirl family, directed by the show's very own David Harewood, mm-hmm. who I must say at the top of the episode, he did a spectacular job. Yeah, yeah, he really did. He really did. Yeah, this was this must have been a really fun episode to shoot. It looked like it from the photos we saw from the set and stuff. Yeah, I think he creates from what it seems like he just creates such a such an environment on set that people want to be there and be around and um seems like such a love i mean we we ch- actually we chatted with him we know that he's kind of a love so this is true um mm-hmm. so frank let's do that was a good bit first shall we you know yes please per our, per our usual first and foremost frank the editing thought the show was spectacularly edited there's a lot of there's a lot of match cuts um, yes which is where you, if you know you know like so like cars pouring the water and then it like and then it'll shift to like pouring wine or something like that within the same like but d- denoting a different scene yes yes a, there was there was some really good stuff that was happening like that in this episode and so and i noticed it right away so on board for all of the fun editing in this episode Frank, take it away. Good yeah, bit. that that was good. That, that is a good bit. That, I'll I'll back you on that one. I like that a lot. Yeah, mm. that that was good stuff. I didn't even think to write that down as a good bit, but I endorse it all the way. Yeah, Agreed. endorsements. Endorsements. Yeah. Drink Red Bull. Endorsements. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Super Bowl. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, I loved the "Come with me if you want to live." Oh yeah, that was Terminator. Great. Mm-hmm. Good Terminator. Yes, very good. Actually, my good bit is I loved they flipped a bus. They actually flipped a real bus, you know, and I Yeah. Like I always appreciate when things are not CG and buses are like that's a big that's a big vehicle to like tilt on its side and stream down. But it was just like harried the way that it was like bam done flip and then push out you know like it was like this rhythm this there was this rhythm to that opening sure i I really enjoyed and even though that brainy is like full of logic yes like he still has enough presence of mind to be like terminator yeah 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 i know 
I loved I loved that. I loved the use of that line. Yeah, and even how Brainy flipped the bus in the first place. You know how he caused the accident. You know, like here's the little got to straighten the sign to the exact right way. This angle over here. We haven't seen him do anything like that right. in a little while. I love his calculated fighting. We haven't seen that in a bit, and so I uh, I'm glad to see that kind of making a comeback. Yeah, it's you know it's a good use of Brainy, especially now with the with the inhibitors off. Uh, getting to see a different version of him, different side of him. Mm-hmm. And they're making they're making good use of that. You know, they're they're going they're going for it. They're going for mm-hmm. it with him. And I I'm liking that a lot. Me too. Yeah. Really enjoying it. Um I want uh Lex's action figure. Do want. I want one. Like that's the thing that you're gonna sh- give us to, to the public. Right? I know, right? I did love that. Right, because obviously you made him. Like, oh, yeah. He's there, he's in the box. I know. Like, I know. Yeah, I, I have. I have a Kara, and I have a Martian Manhunter. Like, give me Lex. Can give me Lex, please. Actually, I would love it if they put him in the armor. But oh yeah, I digress. You know, oh. I'll take him in his suit. Remember that time they gave us Lex Luthor in his armor? Oh, that was so great. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, my my next one is also Lex. Uh, I love that when Lex and Kara are having a conversation he goes like keep this off the record and then to ensure that she keeps it off the record he talks directly into her recorder and goes car damage a supergirl i I really i did really enjoy that (laughs) like just guaranteeing she'll never let anyone hear this recording no oh he is he is the worst yeah he's so good he's so good um not really so much a good bit but good visual lex's winter coat is really nice (laughs) <laughs> it's, it's a nice coat and i want it's it it's a nice it's a nice coat and i w- i would like it even though i probably wouldn't look good in it it doesn't matter that's a nice coat it's a nice coat <laughs> yep uh, next next good bit frank <laughs> i had a lot of good bits for this episode there were uh, you do you do have quite happening. a few um you're yeah. you're gonna outpace me here so uh i do i do love i do love uh when i'm jumping ahead a little bit um okay. Uh, uh, when after Jean gives him like the the download on everything that happened, right? The he mentally catches him up on all the memories of everything that's happened. Um, I love how he's like he's catching up and he's like, wait, this happened and that happened, and James runs a newspaper and takes care of children. That's adorable. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is that was good. That was I... classic win. Like that was mm-hmm. such a win thing to latch onto and 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 the reaction he had to it was just mwah, beautiful mwah, french uh, chef's kiss i always want to say french kiss which is a different thing very different which thing. Is, is like, bleh, french mm. kiss <laughs> it's a, um very different thing i like wins just really a, i mean it's through the episode but when having a family kind of settling into yeah the it just was just really pleasant and it just felt nice it felt nice it felt like he got like a happy ending, you know, even though we're clearly not totally done with the character, it kind of feels like, all right, he got to go off and have his family and be happy. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, I really agree with that. And I think Jeremy Jordan's performance actually played a large role in that. Just how confident he was in himself and, and what he needed to do. And like, he talked about wearing like his heart out of his body, you know, having a kids. It felt, yeah. it felt authentic because he is a father. So, you know, like I, you know, like, Sometimes when parents play parents, they, you know, like you can, when they really love their kids, you can feel it. Yeah. Even if their kids are imaginary on the show, per se, and per se, and I, I really, I took to that quite a bit. Yeah, that was, that came through. Like his actual 
uh, being a father. Uh, he clearly drew on that, and and that came through. Indeed. Um, let's talk about the secret elevator in the room, Frank. <laughs> let's talk about it. <laughs> Jean's secret elevator. But before we get up to what, what is in that secret elevator, Kara's reaction to the secret elevator <laughs> was like, like, like Barry giving her ice cream in like the speed, like reaction. Yes. Of like she was just so happy. She was stepping into a secret elevator and her mouth was like open. She was like, this is the best thing ever. <laughs> I like, know. I know. I just love that she's been Supergirl for five years and they just like were in the multiverse and all these different things. But she's just like, Haha, secret elevator. I love what is happening right I, now. I just uh she's she can be such a dork like i love how how they make they keep that going you know and i honestly crave that and want a little bit more of cara dorkable um but uh super bowl yep yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we're getting so much trouble uh <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I just I love that stuff and and uh, every every time we get to see it I uh, I love it mm, that's good all right so let's talk about what's upstairs it's just John Jones being being John Jones being all secretive and being like so everyone's got a fun place they have the Arrow Bunker there's Star Labs there's other places presumably mm-hmm. probably but we don't have a place so I was like let's can I can we have a place he would be like remember we had that office in Catco in season one right, you guys right. remember that yeah yeah you know with that IBM it was really good it was so much fun in there and then um, I just the tower I think it's just a, such a great. You know, even Batwoman's got the Batcave. Right. You know, like they all have places and they've always kind of used the DEO. Right. But it didn't quite feel the same. No, because other people were there. It's not theirs. It's not just Supergirl and team, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. It's everybody's. Yeah. And now with Lex at the DEO running, they can't really use that space anymore. So, yeah. Starting to see, it, I, I feel like that's, you know, like that. That's that's why they set some of these things up the way they did, right? So that we could... Mm-hmm. So that they could pull us away from the DEO, like force us out of the DEO into their own space. So hopefully that pays dividends later on. Yeah, I love. I really love. I on those lines when they get out of the elevator, I love that Wynn reveals the the Hall of Justice name to them. He's yes, like, oh, the that was one of mine too. Hall of Justice. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Ooh, I like that. That's that's kind of like C W Barry. Arrowverse Barry giving the name the Flash to DCEU. Yeah. Yeah. You know, on a smaller, smaller scale, but I, I love that. Um, even uh, the um, Jean's new, I Jean's suit. So he's wearing like a modified version of his Martian Manhunter look. But I like that it's this blend between John Jones, the DEO director, and John and and the Martian Manhunter. Mm-hmm. Like he's got like the cargo pants with the gun on his on his thigh, and it's like a bulletproof vest basically but he is but it's the mark i i just really i didn't think i was gonna like it like because when i saw it there like there were some photos and whatever else but but um um but i really dug it like it, when i connected that I was like he's he's combined the two parts of himself yeah yes yeah yeah i really i liked that I like I it, yeah very it, much. It's it feels like things some things are starting to come full circle here like maybe some some things where maybe they weren't quite sure what to do with Jean for a little bit. He was kind of floating and um and and you know we didn't have we didn't have a 
bunker for for the team and these things are starting to sort of come crystallize and come together here mm-hmm. um in the in the back half of well not quite the yeah i guess we're in the back half of season season five now so um I, I i feel good i feel like things are like on an upswing here and we're we're about to see like some i feel like we're about to enter like a new golden age of this show i i just have good good vibes good about vibes. what what comes mm-hmm. next yeah yeah, good, they're they're good setting system. up some pieces and ways. This. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the way they're setting up the pieces, and uh, I I feel I feel good about it. I do. Yeah, you did not pick up my Cisco vibe. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, vibe. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're on a Supergirl podcast. I know, but <laughs> sorry. I just set that right up, and you're like, mm-hmm, good Cisco's. It's like, <laughs> uh, good um, vibes. Good Cisco's. Good. Good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think I think you're I think you're right. I I'm very positive. I was positive about last week's episode. I was very positive about this week's episode. I just really feel like it's kind of cohe- it's becoming cohesive. Um and like pieces that were, felt like they were kind of straggling in certain areas really have come and formulated somewhere. It's starting to tighten up. That means even if that means like kind of looking at what all these other Arrowverse shows are doing and being like well, they just have a place to go, right? You know, it's just some kind of sometimes as simple as that, or characters feel like they're evolving naturally into places. You know, like because like they tried the Jean like gumshoe thing, like they even they even referenced it in uh, Wind Walks in. He's like, oh, I never really like stru- Jean. Never struck me as a oh, what was the detective that he referenced? I can't remember. Was it um, Sam Spade or something like that? So, yeah, it might have been something like that. Yeah. Um, but you know. Uh, and then he's like, oh, you never struck me as this type or whatever. And then he like reveals like, oh, by the way, I've been building this thing up here. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, so like this is what I'm actually doing and also being a gumshoe and stuff. But it just feels right and quality. Um, and then the signal callers, I like, you know, like we're talking about the tower, you know, like there's Supergirl, Batwoman, Flash, Martian Manhunter, Dream, Dreamer. And no, I think that was it. Yeah, like I, yeah, I think that was it. I think that was it. Um, but I, that's great. That's great. It's so like, good. It's so smart. Smart. It, it's it's interesting that it's not like a Justice League caller system. Mm. It's teams. It's Team Supergirl plus plus Flash and Batwoman. Right. But no Legends. No Legends. No Black Lightning. No Black Lightning. No Superman. No Superman. It does feel, yeah. It feels like if they if they could do like no holds barred, if they had no limitations, they would have done that. It would have just been everyone we saw around that table at the end of at the end of yeah. Crisis. Mm-hmm. But it's not practical to have all those people on on call whenever you want and, and produce no, this show not, on the budget that it's on. So they they made it Team Supergirl. Which I like. It's true, but it's true. It's like Supergirl and her like closest ally. Yeah, basically. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. Because her interactions were Black Lightning were like none, none. And that even goes with Legends. It's just not they don't really combine together the same way. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. And so, but Flash and Batwoman. That's that. That's just cool. Very. Cool. They, got, they got the heavy hitters there, right? Mm-hmm. Like like the two yeah. the the two anchors of of two of the bigger shows. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I almost wish that like. Sarah Lance was on there. You know? I do too. I wish Superman was on it too. Um, mm. Especially now that he's going to get his own show and he'll be around. But, um, but that's okay. 
That's okay. We can I, pretend that we can pretend the super crest calls both of them. There we go. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's a good head headcanon. Either way, I'm, I'm. I think it was a cool idea to have those to have those things there. So I was I was into that. Uh, that that that's some fun comic booky stuff that I I dug. Yeah, me too. I'm on board for that. Speaking of fun comic booky stuff, when um or J- Jeremy Jordan's um evil toy man did a Doctor Evil impersonation. Which I was on board for, yes. You know, like one million followers. Yes. yes, I really I enjoyed that because Doctor Evil is a satire of, um, is of a gold uh, not Goldfinger, um, Blofeld, Blofeld, which is basically a comic book villain for yes, you know James Bond. Yes, you know, so right. it's basically Leviathan for James. Bond. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Spectre is basically Leviathan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I. And, I enjoyed that kind of full circle moment that they had uh, in there. Um, anti-trolling laws in 2026. Love that. Love that. Yeah, make let's do happen. it. Let's make it happen sooner than that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have more good bits? Uh, I love that there was a Neuronal reference. Haven't, haven't, yeah. 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 I, I should have put her in Professor Comics Corner, and I didn't because we've talked about her yeah. a bit already Nurnal is a member of the legion of superheroes you can look her up she's pretty cool it tracks that she's one of win's best friends yeah you know because if neonal is one of like Kara's best friends then it would track that win would be friends with the person who is like you know what i mean like they're all in the same friend group almost yes yes yeah that's right yeah mm-hmm. yeah um uh, more good bits uh, Nia seeing what the you know when, when Brainy tells her that the ring is or I'm sorry, uh, uh, Win tells her that the rings, uh, the power from the rings comes from are based on her powers. Oh yeah, and then she yeah. sees what the rings can do, and she's like, "My powers can do that." Uh, yeah, that just struck me really as a funny, that. funny moment. Yeah, I, I like that. There was also this un said thing where she's using the spiral whip thing, and Win's looking at it like in his mind, like, hmm. Like that's pretty cool. Gotta steal that. Like, yeah, I'm gonna use that later. Probably yeah. cool. Yeah, either that or it's he's like, oh, sweetie, we're so far more advanced than that. But I think it's the first one. Probably. The first one. Yeah. Um. Speaking of Nia, though, her dream where Brainy turns into a tiger was just really cool. Very cool. I, I just thought it was well animated, and the tiger robots actually just they were they were well animated. And uh, there's actually a there was a tiger skull animatronic skull on Wynn's desk at one point, oh. Wynn, and I it went by it on camera. I was like, "Ooh, I wonder what that's for." And then t- a bunch of robot tigers showed up, and I was like, "Yes, that's it, on board, nice." And then Frank, I think uh, one of the most subtle, one of the more subtle um, things, but pretty great moments of the show. You will agree. Where Wynn's alter ego is called Marty. Yes. Game night because back from the future. Yes. Yes. It was great. I just love that he was at game night. Me too. Period. Game night. I missed game night. I like that he was there. I like that he was wearing glasses because yes. Superman slash Kara too. Yes. You know? Yes. Protect yeah. his secret identity. I loved it. Mm-hmm. There was a, yeah. Oh, they're, they're new. Yeah. 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 William was at also at game night. We will talk about that later. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. But indeed. I have Frank. Yeah. Bef- yeah. yeah I, I has I has thoughts. Yes. Frank, before we move on to anything else, story time in Storytime Village, because there are no um there are no Professor Comics corners this week. Mm-hmm. Um 
because as we talked about, everything's kind of full circle, so nothing totally new. Um, do you have any other good bits that you would like to add in? Just that I enjoyed Eye of the Tiger in the uh, the big climax of the episode. Oh, yeah, Eye of the Tiger. They, two episodes in a row, we're killing it with the music. Great music. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. In sync. I, what song was it? Uh, shoot what song was it oh god we're gonna get so many emails um was it backstreet's back all right no that'd be backstreet boys i know i know (laughs) 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 come on um i will i let's get into let's get into uh storytime village and i will look it up real quick while you get us started here cool can do all right well i am happy to report that our themes still track um for uh even on the second half of the season we're still um we're really still i can still play around with these which i which i really like i'm happy uh i'm really happy about that first that over reliance on technology the dark side of technology and i think this episode really plays strongly into that is hashtag toy man mm-hmm. you know like where you like follow and subscribe for terrorism yeah, i know people. <laughs> And people were just like, yeah, and and then and then um, uh, and then like Andrea Rojas like go do a thing and go do a exclusive and all this stuff and it's just like that felt so real to me. Yeah, like and not that like obviously to an extreme here. I think if somebody actually was like that and did that, there would be a lot of outcry. But I think there would be a lot of people who would still be like. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. We'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, qu- counter question: What if he didn't get a million subscribers? Would he be like, "Well, I guess I'll just..." That's it. The I- people have I'll spoken. Go- I'm just gonna go work at IKEA. Or <laughs> I'm just gonna go work at IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> just gonna sell furniture with weird names in blue bags. Yeah. Try the meatballs. Whatever. They're made of horse. <laughs> um. By the way, it was. Uh, it's gonna be me. That was the. It's gonna be my. That's right. Thank you. Yeah. All right. My. Um, my. My. Um, Frank, what do you think about hashtag Toy Man? Uh, I. <laughs> it's ridiculous, right? It's such a parody of like our modern day, uh, where like everything is a everything is a hashtag and is trending and like and subscribe and all this stuff. Like it's so it's ridiculous. Uh, it's it's sort of it's funny commentary on on are just the present society and how uh, even even this terrorist is like trying to go viral. He is indeed. I I just it were it really worked for me. I can see why if it wouldn't work for some people. Yeah. But it it, it worked. This felt very authentic to this world. It was it was a little tongue in cheek too, right? Like that that's I think what I appreciated about it was that it's not taking itself it's it's serious enough for this world but also not taking itself so seriously that I'm like, come on, guys. You know, like it's yeah. it's right toes the line well. Right. But also it's Toy Man. I mean, it's like exactly his name, his name is Toy Man. He's supposed to be That's... ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um moving on from that, uh Lex getting the Legion Q Wave box thingy for Lena. You know, here's this dark side of technology. This is the Legion of Superheroes, protectors of the of the galaxy universe, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. in you know, a thousand years from now. And here's Lex taking their stuff. Yes. For nefarious purposes. Like, ugh. Lex Luthor, killing it. And that's terrible. 
<laughs> Got him. Um, 40 Q waves. 40 Q waves. Um, little thing, when Lex gives Lena the box, he's on her right side of the chair, and he's like, wouldn't it be great if mom saw us working together and, you know, whatever, and she was like, don't get, you know, don't get too excited, you know. Uh, and as he moved to the other side of the chair, Lena just puts like two or three fingers on top of the box. Like she doesn't want Lex to take it. Like I'm just going to cover it a little bit, but kind of mm. suddenly to be like, no, mine. I want this. And I thought that was a really strong acting choice from Katie McGrath. Right on. Right. Yeah. Like sort of uh, being quietly protective or quietly, you know, not wanting, not wanting to give it over. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's a uh, good, good, good eye. Good spot. Mm. Yeah. I, really, I, I, I quite. I quite enjoyed that. And then, of course, Toy Man in the computer, you know, he's like, we're just getting the party started. I'm on my brainwaves are up here in this computer like Dr. Zola and Captain America. It very much, very much like that. Mm-hmm. Yep. But we've seen something like that before on this show. Have we? Have we not? We very well might have. Actually, now that you mention it, um, my, my brain is starting to I'm trying to go through the archives in my mind and remember exactly where why that feels familiar. Um, but yeah, it, it, it is one of those things that it's one of those things that recurs, um, in sort of comic book storytelling, um, and so forth. Mm. Yes. It, it is a tried and true. It is a tried and true way to bring back your evil nemeses. Yeah. You know, or your heroes. I mean, Iron Man did it a couple of years ago. So I uh, guess we kind of got it with like Myriad and uh, oh, when 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 um, Indigo was around in season one. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. We kind of got good. it's not exactly that, but I, that's I don't know. That's what's coming to mind. I'm probably missing the obvious one, but um, that's what's coming to yeah. mind right now in, in the moment. Yeah, it felt a little goosebumps at the end when like the case like opened and he's like faces he's like the fire party's not done yes. yet. Yes. It was it was very like so does he have control over the case or is he just in the computer? I yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. All what right. do you think's cooler? I I think that it just didn't latch completely full like closed and it just happened to open. Okay. That's what I'm going to go with, because right. otherwise I'm going to have these images of him like rattling his way off the desk and like moving like. Oh, he'll be haunting your time. dreams for the rest of your life. He'll be haunting your dreams. Probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no doubt there. But maybe and Jeremy Jordan's not the worst thing to haunt your dreams. It's true. You know? He could he could serenade you. Mm. Sing. Um, oh, I don't know. Backstreet's back. All right. All right. Good. <laughs> How we go with secrets and trust, maybe? Frank. Yes, secrets and trust, and they're used for evil. I could not get over the parallels between the relationship between Andrea and Lena and Kara and Lena in this episode. Because yeah. Lex is like, "Hey, why don't you go talk to Andrea? You know, your close personal friend, and see if she finds anything out about Leviathan if she knows stuff." And Lena's like, "Okay, I'll go use my friend." Right. And then you know she's there, and Andrea's like, "No, they've." You know, I'm so glad that you know this and they've never contacted me and like all this stuff, you know, all these different changes, you know, to the timeline because of the uni- uh, the multiverse merge. And and then Lena's just like, yep, if she ever knows anything, I'm going to use her. I'm going to like, you know, she's a puppet on a string. Basically. I know. And I'm like, you're like, what a tremendous amount of hypocrisy is going on in this moment. right Absolutely. Now. 
Absolutely. Yep. No doubt. No doubt. It is. It is over the top. Mm-hmm. Well, but maybe that's the thing that's going to like smack her in the face and be like, "Wow, I was doing it too." I think so. I think this is going to be a, a some kind. This is going to become some kind of a reckoning where she realizes that she's no better and and or at the very least realizes why Kara felt like she needs to do what she did and and maybe there's some forgiveness that that happens at some point because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so. I think so. And then you have the you have Brainy who's also like playing this secrets and trust game because he's you know helping Lex he's you know helping Lex because another Brainiac told him to um you know and I guess he he tells Wynn later on he's like this is like I feel terrible about this yeah you know you know but I'm doing all of this to protect people but I feel bad about it and but he's also getting hung up because he calls Lex like chaos incarnate. And so he's like, I can't control him. He's completely unpredictable, which is saying a lot for a 12th level intellect, right? Who, like that. He can't, yeah, I can't predict his move. I can't, he doesn't make no sense. He is just completely erratic. He's chaotic. Um, and yeah, he feels regret remorse about helping him. But at the same time, he's like, but I felt like I was supposed to. So I don't, I don't know what to do. Like someone from the future told me to do this, but feels wrong. It's not even someone from the future. Me, me, from, me from, from the future, a, like, from another from place, from another, from another world. Earth told me to do this. Yeah, a good version of me, and um, and he just doesn't know where to turn. You're you're right about the twelfth level intellect thing because Lex isn't really erratic. Like he he has a plan for his plan for his plan, right? But he's got a lot of, and it's always shifting because he always sees the next opportunity and pounces on that opportunity, and and that's why he's erratic. But he definitely knows what he's doing he's not like he's kind of like the joker in that very similar way in which that like but the joker is like a it's almost like i know what i'm doing but it's my baser instincts that are controlling me where mm. lex is like the opposite of that lex is playing 12 dimensional chess that you can't even follow so it looks erratic but Mm. really it's all part of his his master plan that's right yeah so i um i really like that almost that Lex is like this formidable opponent for um for Brainy mm. particularly. Mm. Uh, uh and then and then for him to confess to win, he's like I am the reason that all of this has happened to you and I feel really bad about it. I think it says a lot about Win's character to come out with compassion. Right. This is one of Kara's best friends and he might be better at compassion than she would be in that moment, you know, because a lot of times she does not react that way, you know. When people it's very true, mm-hmm. it's very true. Yeah, yeah. Win does have a lot of that. He, you know, this, there's a lot of heart in the show, but Win that was when he one thing he always brought to the show was this level of empathy and compassion and um, mercy. Uh, you know, that that was a, an energy that he always brought to the team. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes comically, uh, oftentimes comically, um, sometimes through sort of the lens of, uh, you know, jokey fear for lack of a better term. Uh, but, but always leading with, with compassion and empathy. So that's, it's, it was nice to, you know, have him back, um, for this episode and, and bring that element again that he always was so good at. Mm, yeah, that's a great, that's a great point. He wasn't just the wisecrack guy. He was the empathy guy. Yeah, there was always something behind the wisecracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
let's go in go into shades of villainy along with secrets of trust you know like is what do you think is brandy making the right call here because siding with lex has compromised his morality which like people think that like you wouldn't have with logic because you could call um morality illogical right to be merciful when they when you like logic says they don't deserve it and sure these types of things um and brainy himself says he has to be cold and he is afraid that he's becoming the bad guy yeah that was a i was surprised we got there so quickly right that just the week after he um takes off the inhibitors and starts to explore this side of himself um even the fact that he, he said that I have to be cold, like, is pretty direct. I feel like even in these, when you see these sorts of stories, it's pretty rare that they go to the place of, like, I need to be straight up, I need to be cold. Like, I need to be, um, uh, it, 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 he's really struggling with it. He sees it for what it is. He sees, like, if I'm going to do this, I need to, like, compartmentalize and, like, shut off, um, my conscience, basically. Mm-hmm. But, um, but then do I become the bad guy? Is that, do I run that risk of like becoming like the other brainiacs who came before me who were not good guys? That's correct. So, and he's got that pressure too of not wanting to, not wanting to be that, not wanting to be what people know, knew formerly as brainiac. Mm-hmm. So he's, he's got some layers going on there. Um, is he making the right call? I mean, I always feel like it, it it's hard to be, it's usually right to bet against Lex Luthor. Like it's usually right to be on, not on his side Um, to fight against him is usually the right call. So usually, but not always, not always in crisis. We had to work with him. Right. Um, But then again, he weaseled his way in there. Still working with him was the right call in that, in that um, instance. Is that the right call again? This is one of the things that's very well constructed about this. We just saw Lex be somewhat trustworthy, trustworthy enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And so now it, makes you wonder is that the case again here should we be giving him that benefit of the doubt again here and my my instinct says no my instinct says don't trust him yeah i mean i i mean mine too because then like i mean we have the benefit of like musical cues and light motifs and things so like when lex does something you hear that's true that's true you know which is a great theme i just love the lex luther theme it it just makes him sound so dangerous um (laughs) it's true and dramatic and important i guess especially the way you just did it now yeah That's what it, I mean. It sounds better with real musical. It, it does, yeah. Yeah, you get what I'm doing. I do. Um, I don't. I hope that this actually continues with this storyline continues with Brainy for a while because I'm I'm really invested in it, and it, it's it's I'm I'm more invested in this than in a lot of parts of the show that I haven't for quite some time. Mm. And I, I think the just the the actual the dynamic between Brainy and Lex is very interesting. Agreed. Where they are peers in a way that say Superman and Lex are not or Kara and and uh, Lex are not it's just they're different like you know the super family can you know like rip Lex in half in a second if they really wanted to and but Lex but Lex and Brainy are like squared they're equals each other. yeah in a way Lex is smarter because he is actually outpacing 
Brainy, and I just think that is that's very interesting to watch. And also, a guy like Brainy says he has to be cold, and then meanwhile, you have Lex Luthor, one of the most charismatic characters in the Arrowverse. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the difference. Is the key difference is that Brainy still has a conscience and a heart, mm-hmm. and Lex doesn't really have those things. No, he doesn't. He, so he has components of them, but yeah, not so yeah, but but not really. So so while. Brainy, while they might be a match intellectually, or maybe, maybe Brainy is technically smarter than him, than Lex, um, the fact that he's letting his heart impact his decisions and his, his conscience are is a good thing, but it's going to make it hard to go up against Lex Luthor. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I'm just, uh, I, I hope it doesn't go anywhere anytime soon, but we'll we'll find out. I'm enjoying the dynamic. I hope it sticks around for a bit. Me too. Um We've already talked about Andrea not knowing about Leviathan insofar as they had not contacted her yet. And, you know, and then Alina kind of using Andrea for her own purposes, the secrets of trust. But that's that also plays into the type of person Lena is right now. She's being influenced by Lex, you know, one of the most nefarious people in the DC universe. Yeah. So um, I hope that for lena's sake that she kind of sees what she's about now you know because she's she came into the show being like i'm changing what the luthers are about and she is completely becoming him yeah in her own way and it's that's it's a tragedy in in its own way it is it is it, it makes me wonder what are your thoughts on this do you i mean i i could see this as being the thing that like getting too close to the edge is what pulls her back right that she she al- aligning herself with her brother is what makes her realize like oh i've gone off the deep end i need to i need to pull back from the edge yep i i think i'm with you on that i think that very like she needs to stare the abyss in the face before she says no you know because i yep. think when she gets hurt she cower she cowers into herself mm. you know she closes herself off but if she finds herself in a place where she's going to hurt others and she realizes that not i mean and she's been very close to that before already in, in this season but i i think that she needs like a self-reflective moment yeah i i think that what what honestly what could happen here is we could see so I think the Leviathan stuff and the obs- Obsidian, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. I think that clearly they're setting it up where Leviathan is going to use the obsid- Obsidian tech to take over the world in some way, right? To to perpetrate some horrible crime against humanity, right? Yes. And I think that Lena knowing about it and Lena, you know, trying to have used um some of the the tools in Supergirl's own arsenal against her, like Myriad, right? Trying to steal it from the fortress. She is on the precipice of doing something similar. The stuff she's been working with, working on in the lab, she's on the precipice of, precipice of doing something similar with, like, humanity changing uh, mass, you know, I don't know, not mass casualty event, but mass, like, mind control event. What if she actually ends up helping Supergirl stop obsidian stop leviathan at the end of the season and it's their teaming up that that you know she, she she realizes she's gone too far become too much like her brother pulls herself back from the edge and then she teams up with supergirl and that's sort of how they mend the fence and how they kind of 
end up on a good page again heading into season season six. I think that is as strong as a way to get her back as as any. I, I mm. would I would like to see it that way. Even I mean, of course, you know the sometimes the writers really surprise us. And oh, sure, in, in different directions, but um, even even a, just a different route to get to that end that final end game. But I think that's a that's a really good solid direction to take um we've been talking about leviathan like they haven't been around but actually they have because uh, andrea's mentor yes um is leviathan right you know, right like hey i know you and stuff so andrea says they haven't contacted her but maybe she doesn't like she just doesn't know they've contacted her Right, because she's right. like, no, Leviathan never contacted me. I'm like, mm, except they have. Like, they have. You've been you've been working for them, and you don't even know it. You've been mentored by them, and you don't even know it. So, um, I don't, I don't know where that's going to play out exactly. Uh, you know, maybe maybe Andreo's lying, and and she's being, and Lean is the one that's getting played, which is very possible. Mm. I'm not, I'm not sure, but. We we will wait and see. But Frank, let's also talk about the integrity of journalism, shall we? Yes. This is one that we don't get a lot of this season. But um, William's back. William Day, baby. And he's asking some hard-hitting questions about Lex. You know, like Pulitzer Prize winner Car Denvers and William Day, you know, show up at a toy convention. <laughs> I know. <laughs> a poorly attended toy convention, I might add. Very I poorly attended. it's still getting set up. And, sure. Um, it's preview night. It's pretty. There you go, and uh, and um, and they're like, so a toy, and and William's like, hey, how about all this stuff and blah 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 blah. And I did enjoy Lex's response to like everything, but um, I'm, and then you have him doing like this, like um, taking pictures of Lex's sojourn to the to the Legion ship, and I'm like, where? Who is this guy? Like, I know. Like, who is this guy? I, I I'm not sure he's the one piece of the show that is still not really fitting into place because now there's like this hey do you want to take a look at the rest of my notes you know and you know this like heat and chemistry between them but 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 why but why and and it's it's sort of uh it's there and then it's not I don't know it's hard to hard to nail down exactly what he's about yep maybe that's on purpose maybe maybe you know, oh maybe... I, I think it is i think it, it, it's a choice i i'm just like i'm starting to get anxious you guys like give me give me some answers i need something you know i need bre- more breadcrumbs to to tide me yeah. along yeah i was half expecting you know like kara said to him you know like you know people have disappeared when they've investigated lex luther and you know like all these different things that people don't know what happened to them i half expected when they were like where's william he was supposed to be here to be like in a basement somewhere. yeah 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 tied to a radiator or whatever yeah or like put in a cage where he's got to run around really fast as lex talks mm. about the ponytail you know like things like that <laughs> nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice <laughs> love that yeah thanks so i'm not i'm not I'm not sure where the, all of that is leading, but it is nice to see some like journalistic integrity at Catco. Because meanwhile, you got Andrea being like, "Go interview Toy Man because you know him and stuff." Like, get, he wants subscribers, and let's let's build off of that. Right? Like, what? No, 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 no. Bad. Yeah, bad, bad, bad news bears. Mm-hmm. So, I do not know where. Yeah, I do not know. Yeah, exactly. I, I am. Very curious about William Day, 
and have been since the start. And I, I, but I just I feel I wish they were giving us I, I really do wish they were giving us a little bit more. I understand they'll like pull the punch, hold back. I'm sure once we find out who he is and what his fuller story is, I'm sure that there will be it'll be worth it. But as I'm going through it, I'm just really getting antsy, and I'm 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 just give me something, you know, like feed me. Feed me something to, to keep me satisfied until you're ready to give me the, the full picture. Mm-hmm. Yep. I'm. That's a personal preference thing on my part, though. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes force for the trees, you know, but I think that every everything else in this, everything else in this second half of the season is fitting together so well that it he it's just like, I'm not exactly sure where this is going. But maybe exactly. We'll maybe we'll find out next episode. I think we're about, it seems like we're about to get closer to him. So I think we'll, I think the answers can't be that far. No, and it's not that I actually don't like him. I think he's a likable character and stuff. I just would like to know his purpose. Yeah. Uh, actually, the more we see of him, the more I like him. So yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Very good. Well, Frank, that is all of the good stuff, and we're just going to do trailer TV talk. Yes, sir. Um, but why don't you take us out for those who do not watch trailers and stuff so they don't get spoiled. Yeah, if trailers are not your thing, thank you for listening. We love you all. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it. You can, If you did enjoy it, you can support us at patreon.com slash thoughtbubbleaudio. Uh, throw us a couple bucks and help keep the show going. Uh, you can also send us your thoughts and your feedback. Did I say something wrong again? Probably. Uh, send it to mail at supergirltvtalk.com or at TV Supergirl on Twitter. We also live tweet every week uh, on Twitter at TV Supergirl. So join us there. It's a lot of fun. Uh, we have a, a bunch of regulars to join us every week, and it's always a blast. You can follow us on Instagram at Supergirl TV Talk. Uh, you can find us at the Thought Bubble Audio Network at thoughtbubbleaudio.com. You can also find us anywhere podcasts are found, like Overcast, Stitcher, uh, Spotify, iTunes, or Apple Podcasts. And by the way, if you do use Apple Podcasts uh, or any place that has ratings and reviews, take a second and leave us a, a, a four or five star rating. You don't have to. You don't have to write out a whole review. You can just leave a star rating. Uh, it would mean a whole lot to us, and it would help us get discovered and keep more people finding the show. So uh, please keep doing that. We love you all, and uh, and we appreciate all your support in its many forms. So that's that. We're about to jump into the trailer for not next week but two weeks from now indeed so uh it is back from the future part two indeed back from the future part two william wants to date Kara, and she's like yeah all right i'm into it i'm into it yeah i didn't ask when how monel was doing so i think i'm good to date i noticed that Mm -hmm. i noticed that yeah yep yep yeah so so uh, uh, and now that seems like even more of a choice, right? Like, so they, 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 we don't want to be thinking about the ex. They don't want us thinking about the ex when she's about to, to maybe uh, pursue yeah, somebody and, else. Right. And honestly, I think the only reason I did think about the ex is because of, because Kara is, I mean, Kara, <laughs> Melissa Benoist is married to Chris Wood. Chris Wood, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, right. So the, the man who played Monel. So I just, that was really the only reason that I was like listening for him, his sure. name, but. Whatever. But you know what, Frank? We're getting karaoke. We're getting action. We're getting an adventure. We're getting Lex and Lena clinking glasses. Who knows? All the good stuff. Happen. We got an attacks at the DEO, probably. You know, yeah. we've got a lot we've got a lot happening. And I I'm excited for it. I'm a little bummed we gotta wait a week. I know. Yeah. Yeah. It is it's gonna be an extra an extra week of waiting, but um but it does look like a good one. 
it does look like a good one. So I'm, um, I'm on board. I'm and I'm, I'm here for it. I'm excited for it. So, um, so the show will be back on. Uh, it's back on the ninth, right? Because it'll, it'll be off for it'll be off for uh, uh, Super Bowl Superb Owl Sunday, and then back uh, the following week. So it'll be back on the ninth. Um, so. Actually, it's funny that you say that because it is actually not back until the 16th. Oh, so we had a couple weeks off here. All right, I thought it was yeah. just one week off. All right, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks then, I suppose. Yeah, we have two We have two weeks. It actually said at the end of the trailer, back on February 16th. Right on. Yeah, and, right then, on. and then we're going straight until the end of... And then we're going straight until... March twenty second, and then I think that I think there's another break after that because then there's only five episodes left. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Well, look, it seems like uh, it seems like a, a little break is probably a good thing um, for momentum and all of that. Um, kind of, it's too bad that it's right after you know we only had a couple of weeks uh, since crisis, uh, but that's all right. Uh, I always kind of like getting a little bit of a, a chance to take press pause. Um, and then pick things up for for the the longer before the longer stretches. You know, when it's a few weeks in a row, it can be, um, it can it can be a lot. So I'm glad we got a little bit of a break to, to to soak this in before what I think is shaping up to be a pretty good uh, last couple stretches of season five here. So I'm I'm excited for that, and I'm honestly I I feel like a lot of the storylines are coming together where I felt like they were very disparate before. And that gives me some some hope that season five is is really headed in a good direction here. Mm, yeah, me too. Cool. Any final thoughts? Any final um, epiphanies? Uh, any uh, anything that your doppelganger wants to say before we leave? Anything like oi, that? Oi, it's me, Tom. I'm still here. I uh, thought that this episode was pretty good, and you should give us five star rating on iTunes. You know, or as they call it on uh, my Earth. Uh, Apple Podcasts. Yes, it. So, um, have a good day. <laughs> He's so polite. Well, I mean, that's how he gets you. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. 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 Like and subscribe. Party. You got to invite him in. Yeah, right. Like and subscribe. Exactly. <laughs> oh, good stuff, Frank. Well, Frank, then uh, we'll be back for Supergirl in two weeks. You know, two episodes, two weeks, you know, and uh, and then we'll be, we'll be here for the foreseeable future. And uh, that's okay with me. Yes, sir. All right. Well, then, until next time. Super Bowl. No, wait. Up, up, and away. <laughs>